Papenfus. Okay, because like when you when you said it again, I was like, oh, did I screw up his name? Am I gonna have to redo that introduction? But it sounded okay, right? It'll work. I've heard it butchered way, <laughs> way worse than that. Okay. Yeah. The uh, best was going to our wrestling matches in high school when I was uh, going to or going yeah going to a different school and they'd announce. Uh, the wrestlers coming up and I'd wait they'd say Will and I'd just sit there and wait and see how long it took them to say it (laughs) (laughs) and I've heard oh it was was hilarious welcome to the Shields Outdoors podcast your source for information on hunting, fishing, and all of your outdoor passions. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Shields Outdoors podcast. My name is Mike Anderson, here with my co-host, Ashley Sorensen. Ashley, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you, Mike? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. I mean, I'd be better if I was in a boat, but, um, (laughs) you know, I say that quite a bit because I always want to be in a boat or in a stand. But... You know, hey, we got a really cool guest with us today. Um, happened very recently. Uh, we've got Will Papenfus with us today, who just, I believe, set a lake record on a walleye bag in a tournament with averaging nearly 30 inches per fish. So Unreal. I just, yeah, I heard this story and I was like, oh man, we gotta, we gotta get Will on the line. We gotta, we gotta hear about this. So, Will, how you doing today? Good. How about you guys? Oh, doing wonderful. Great. So, yeah. First of all, congratulations on your uh, on your tournament win at Lake of the Woods, and yeah, just absolutely fantastic. So, can um, for those people that haven't uh, heard about you, know about you, can you just give us a little brief introduction? Yeah, uh, like you said, my name is Will Famfus. I'm originally from Central Minnesota. And I moved up to Bemidji back in 2014 when I graduated high school and graduated there after four and a half years. And I moved to Grand Rapids and worked at Thousand Lakes Sporting Goods for a year and then moved back to Bemidji a year after that. And we've been working at Northwoods Bait and Tackle since then and guiding and fishing tournaments on the side. How do you, how do you like the Bemidji area? I like it a lot. There's, there's endless water here to fish, so. A lot of big walleyes, a lot of big panfish. There's deer around if you want to do that too, but mm-hmm. I usually fish most of the time. Sure. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, there's more lakes than you can shake a stick at out there. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's closer, or I mean, you have Lake of the Woods not too far away. Leech is close, Cass, Bemidji, Winnie. I mean, everything's red. Everything's right within the two-hour radius. So. I'm going to Cass this weekend. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was telling her yeah, horror stories about horror. potentially getting bit by 50-inch muskies out there. And that are as tall as me. <laughs> <laughs> or as long as me. How did you first get into, like, tournament fishing? Uh, my dad, he uh, he fished uh, fishing league every week when I was growing up. And we did uh, we did this pike tournament every year in August on Platt and Sullivan Lakes down uh, just north of Piers and kind of by Brainerd. And it was the one one event every year I just would look forward to every summer before going to school is fishing that tournament. And uh, de- it's de- that tournament itself, even just the pike tournament, definitely got 
my itch into it and I want to do more since then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's just something about tournament fishing. That's, it's really exciting. You know, I, to be honest, like I, I haven't done any fishing tournaments yet, but, uh, I talk a lot with my brother who just started in a local fishing league and he's like, dude, you got to just try it out. Just, (laughs) just do it once, you know, see what it's like. Just, you know, doing the whole pre-fishing process and, you know, like all the boats taken off and just to, you know, a little bit more of a wager on it instead of just, you know, betting your buddies, whoever can catch the biggest fish, but just that whole dynamic is, it's super fun. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's fun to get out there. It's fun to have competition and just, it's just something about it every morning. You're just sitting there with jitters and it doesn't matter what tournament it is, even if it's a small one, if it's a, you know, a Tuesday night league night or a NWT tournament, it's always the same feeling every time. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. then you also do guide. So do you enjoy like tournament fishing more or being a guide? <laughs> uh, you know, they both have their days, you know, it just kind of depends on if the fish are cooperating, you know, that's usually the number one factor, but you, you know, you try to make the best of it and make sure everybody has fun. And, you know, if you're not having fun then why are you doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So how long have you been on the NWT now? Uh, it's uh, my rookie year, so I'm actually leaving for the fourth event on Sunday to South St. Marie. Ooh, nice. How's uh, how's the rookie year been going? Uh, you know, I can't complain too much. I, uh, I've cashed in two out of the three events, and I just missed uh, by a pound cashing on the third one. So I'm sitting in seventh for anger of the year, so I can't complain too much. Yeah, especially for a rookie season to be sitting in seventh right now. That's uh that's a pretty impressive feat. Yeah, it uh my uh my goal is just to try to make top forty to make it to Devil's Lake for the championship and I think we're on pace for that. So I just have to have to finish strong here at the Sioux and we can go to Devils and hopefully have some fun. So Okay. So I've never been to that fishery before. What's the what's the strategy for that one? Uh, great question. I haven't been there either. Um, I actually haven't been to any of the events that uh, they've had this year, so everything's been new to me. But I love fishing new water and trying to figure it out and just bringing what I know to those bodies of water and trying to figure it out. And it just makes you that much better of an angler when you try and do that other than just fishing the same stuff over and over again. But pushing yourself to fish new water and you take what you learn there and apply it to different bodies of water that's up the same or the same time of year. It just helps you grow as an angler and helps you along the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point you make. I mean, it's it's super easy to just get kind of stuck in a rut with your fishing tactics. You know, you go, you go to the same lake, you try the same tactics, and, you know, sometimes it works out, sometimes you do great, sometimes you don't. That's just kind of fishing in general. But, um, you know, having the ability to adapt and try different things, and when it's not working, be able to make that move, switch to that different tactic, it can proved to be really valuable in, you know, cash and checks or, you know, filling the live well. Yeah, exactly. You just, you have to be a versatile angler and you got to be able to adapt. And and even if you find something pre-fishing, I know every time I've had something figured out, it's always changed for tournament days. So, you know, just got to, got to find multiple things that they're biting on. So if one day they're not biting on that, they're biting on the other. So, mm-hmm. Absolutely. What are, what are your favorite tactics for walleye fishing? What's your go-to? Um, I like jigging a lot, whether it's like just throwing a regular jig or um, glide bait, stuff like that. 
Uh, throw a lot of bobbers here and there. Um, other than that, just anything I can cast with. I'm not. I mean, I I troll once in a while if I have to, but I'd rather just cast anything with a spinning rod. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. That seems to be a pretty common theme nowadays. You know, you think about original walleye fishing. A lot of it was just you know, pulling a spinner or a Lindy rig or a crankbait and, you know, just kind of waiting and really that kind of finesse game. But now it's more, you know, like let's use forward facing sonar and let's, let's almost hunt the fish down. So it's, mm-hmm. it's crazy how things have changed in even the past few years. So for those of you that aren't watching on video, we had a, we had some minor technical difficulties. Uh, we had a phone that got too hot. And uh, now we got a new background here. So, <laughs> yes, let's uh, let's hope we don't have any more of those technical difficulties, and uh, we can just drop right back in. Well, where were we at? <laughs> uh, great question. Well, I think we should talk about that tournament of like what style of fishing you were doing then. Oh yeah, exactly. Um, you know, you're fishing like the woods. You're thinking of three things. You know, you're either pulling lead core crankbaits or you're pulling spinners or you're jigging. So those are the, you know, the main three things guys are doing out there. And, you know, it just the way we've been fishing lately, the past couple of years, I just want to try and actually just cast at the big ones, you know, just try and target big fish specifically instead of trying to pull lead, you know, just hoping that you can get that fit or bait in front of the fish's face. So we've tried to do it and it was, super windy a couple times we tried it we could make it work but um the night before the tournament i told uh, my partner i said if it comes down to it it's gonna have to be one of us maybe just fishing and the other one trying to maybe pick one off from the back or standing and just waiting to you know try and hit it with a different bait if it didn't bite and that's kind of what it came down to is four to five foot rollers out there and it was really tough to stay on them but you know you had one to two casts max at a fish before it, you blew off of it. So if you didn't hit that fish right on, you know, you, you know, you could try and chase them down, but trying to go through four to five footers with the trolling motor is not very effective, but, uh, we just had to make sure we were spot on with the cast each time. And then for an hour and a half, we, uh, we caught six over six over. We had a, all over 28, had a 25 and then I, uh, lost five giants myself. So it was oh, like, wow. catch, one, catch one, lose one, catch one, lose one. And then, but uh, that was our bag. And I was like, well, you know, we could have almost had another winning bag with, we'd have got the ones we lost. So it was kind of sure. just crazy hour and a half. Yeah. That's just absolutely unreal. So, um, you said that was from like 11 AM to like 1230. Yep. Kind of crazy. Yeah. It's just, it, every time you explain this a little bit more, my mind just becomes a little <laughs> bit more blown. You know, so it's like, okay, yeah, he caught all these fish. That's super cool. Um, He caught it on a day with four to five foot rollers. That makes it even harder. And to have potential bites that were just as big as the ones that you actually caught is just insane. All in like two and a half hours. Yeah, it's a roller coaster of the morning. I mean, I start out, throw a couple 22s on or whatever and a 19 it's like okay whatever these ain't gonna work or whatever so all of a sudden you lose two big ones in back-to-back casts and one i think was probably pushing 32 maybe bigger oh wow and lost that one hooked into another good one got it halfway up and it fell off and i was 
usually I would, you know, start to spin out, you know, or have to take a 10 minute or cause you're falling apart. But it just something in my head was like, no, we're, we got it. We're good. You know, and it just didn't freak out nothing. I just went right back to casting. And the next one I threw at was 31 <laughs> and we edited it, got it in. I said, all right, here we go. We turned around, marked another one. And I tried to throw at it and I got tangled uh, my boss, who's my partner, came up, threw right at it, got a 30 and a quarter, which happened to be his first 30 that he's ever caught. And That's it was awesome. in a tournament. That was cool. That's very cool. Back to back, Cassio, a 30 and a 31. And we're like, okay, we can do this. We can do this. And then they shut the leaderboard off at um, noon. And we had got a 25 to upgrade our 22s. And then they shut the leaderboard off. And then right after that, within the next 20 minutes, I caught a 28, a 29, and another 30 and lost two other big ones. <laughs> yeah, wow. that almost that almost doesn't even seem like real life. Yeah, it was like if I lost it, I was like, oh, whatever. Quick grab another one, throw out the next one. Whoop, got him. It was just like wow. bang, bang, bang. And then we just we sat there and kind of looked at what we had and, I pulled the troll motor up and we just started floating and we each ate, ate half a sandwich and a Gatorade and just kind of sat there. <laughs> did that, did that really just happen? Like, Is this are you real sh- life? <laughs> oh. Someone pinched me. Yeah. yeah oh. We ended up, we ended up getting a half pound, uh, deducted off to 31 because we made a, made a mistake on the, um, so we bring one in for a big fish to weigh, and I put the 31 in the live well, and we said we were going to, you have to have a tag. So I tagged it and said that we were going to tag it, but we had to video it going into the live well, and I guess we didn't have it going into the live well on video because we were like, oh, my God, we just stuck a 31. And that didn't even occur to us and to look at the rules again, but that just kind of was our uh, bonehead mistake. But we still still had enough to get it done, though. Wow. So. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what did second place end up being? I think they had 143 inches, I want to say. Okay, and you were at what, like 147 or something like that? What, just under, yeah, 147.75 after the half inch got knocked off. Huh, that's that's truly incredible. I mean, it just speaks to that fishery, too. I mean, like, Lake of the Woods is, is pretty special once you, obviously, once you figure it out. Um, so what, uh, what sort of areas were you targeting to find these fish? Were you in like deep flats or were you like looking for structure? Yeah, we were just, um, we we're just out in the mud. Uh, it's just kind of the, uh, part of the mig- migration run, I should say, where they start pulling off the reefs and start pulling in the mud and start making their way, you know, around the lake. And they kind of just sit out in the mud till it starts getting to cool again and they'll start sliding back up again. So they're just, just felt schooling up in the mud and you know, they weren't super schooled up. There's, you know, one every maybe 50 yards or you'd see two every 50 yards or then you go another hundred yards and you'd see a couple more. And I think we only drifted maybe three quarters of a mile or a mile. I think I had on my graph in those couple hours and then just went right back to shore at like 1230 figured we had enough and didn't want to educate any more fish on what we were doing and (laughs) love it so so you're seeing these fish like singular for the most part or were you finding them in pods they're mostly singles um a lot of them were laying in the mud that day and i think that's kind of why the crank bite didn't really go off till the afternoon when they started to suspend a little bit more off bottom Mm -hmm. so they're kind of just not very uh not very aggressive they're just either laying in the mud like a muskie would in the weeds or you'd see a couple start to pop up 
to spend it in the bait pods, but uh, it seemed that uh, I could keep the suspended ones hooked a little bit better because I could get a better hookup, but the ones on the bottom, they just were so, they just weren't really moving. They're just almost just laying there, and I'd have to hit them and get them to chase, and I can just couldn't get a good enough hook set with the wind to keep most of them pinned, but we went through enough of them to, to get five, so. That's very cool. So, um, are, is your lure selection top secret or can you dive into that a little bit? Yeah. I mean, it's nothing super crazy. Just, you we're just throwing, you know, jig with live bait on it. And, you know, whether it was a shiner or a crawler or a leash, you know, every fish was different. We threw a couple of bobbers here and there. We threw some glide baits around. We tried a plastics a little bit and it kind of you know, every fish was different, so we had a variety of rods laying there, almost like we were just a bunch of bass guys out trying to, you know, either you'd go from a frog to a jig or you'd go to a, you know, if you want to throw a wacky worm or a chatterbait or a crankbait, and we just had everything rigged up, and they didn't eat one thing. We dropped the other thing right back on them, and you could usually get something to go on it, so. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And it, it, were you seeing, say so you're seeing the most success on just, like, live bait then? Uh, not necessarily. Um, it seemed like right away in the morning, it was the couple we got were more on live bait, but once it, uh, once a happy hour hit around a little after 11, it seemed they'd like to eat anything almost. So, okay. Very cool. So question for you on basically just like this style of fishing, you know, I, I want to go out and specifically target like big fish versus trying to get a numbers quantity. So what is your, what's your sort of thought process while you're, you know, picking out areas or figuring out a strategy on how to do that? Uh, number one would be uh, going where big fish live. You know, there's certain lakes that grow them better than others. So trying to figure that out by either looking at surveys or, you know, word of mouth or just catching them in general. And then just going out, I like targeting weeds a lot just because they seem to be untapped. And most guys, you know, if you're fishing walleyes, they're going to go out to mid-lake structure or stuff like that. And I like fishing weeds a lot more because they seem to be more aggressive and they're feeding more of the time and they don't get as touched by people. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Um, I'm thinking you have to sign up for a tournament and maybe you'll catch a 30. Yeah, like a, so yeah. so that's what yeah, it takes. I just takes. I can only get it done when it's crunch time. It's a tournament. Hey, maybe you never know. <laughs> it's worth a try. Yeah, I guess I just got to stay out of the tournament's wills in, though, because right, then yeah. he just embarrassed me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it. Hey, so when, since I got you on the line, you're and you're a Northland guy, I want to talk a little bit about some eye candy. And I'm not talking the pretty girl walking down the street. I'm talking the new Northland plastics. Um, do you, what's your experience with it so far and your thoughts? Um, I really like the, um, uh, the minnow myself. I used it a lot in South Dakota and Francis case for the, or the NWT down there. Um, that was probably my second go-to bait that I used in that tournament. And then, uh, the paddle shad is really good around here, like in the, um, Northern Minnesota, at least thrown in the weeds, which is really nice. Cause you almost get that, uh, that same super soft feel but you have the durability with it too so you don't have to go through you know a pack of baits for a couple fish you know it's not like just one to two fish per bait you can get multiple fish on the same bait before it gets ripped apart Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I uh, I had my first experience with the eye candy last week, and um, I God, I can't remember the exact name. It's like it's like kind of the kind of the minnow profile, but it doesn't have like the paddle tail. It's got more of like just it kind of just comes to a point at the end. It was like a four inch one, and uh, my thought process was I want to put it on a a Berkeley snap jig, and I want to get out to like. Mm, I've got this shelf at my, at my home lake where, where we got a cabin and it goes from like 12 foot of water and it drops down to like 30 and it's got a saddle on the other side where it comes back up and it comes to about 20. So I'm like, okay, I want to get out there early in the morning. And I want to pitch from that flat and go down. And I mean, my thought process was like, okay, I think that's going to work all right. But I get out there and then it's pretty windy and I, and I just, I couldn't quite feel bottom perfect and uh, it just didn't work. Like I've just got a million excuses that I didn't catch fish on it, but it's probably not the perfect strategy for that. But um, I'm, I'm excited to use the paddle tail ones with like the proper swim bait jig and get to some weed lines and stuff. So long story short, I got bit by the eye candy bug and I wanted to try it, but I haven't given it a proper trial yet. Yeah. And it's not like you're just going to go and catch them every cast on it. You know, it's still, it still has this time and place, but uh, it definitely is nice when it's a swim bait bite or it's a plastic bite and you can don't have to worry about throwing the new one on every other fish and you can just leave it on the whole time and it works great. So, Mm-hmm. It's crazy to see those videos where they're stretching them out like three feet and then it just snaps right back and how porous that is and how it can absorb that scent properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they are uh, they definitely make it more efficient for fishing plastics. Mm-hmm. Sweet. So, all right. Well, Will, thank you so much for your time. Oh, Mike, and, I got one more thing. Oh, oh sorry to cut you I, off. I saw some a random fun fact that will sing the national anthem at a Globetrotters game once. Is this, is this yeah. true? Somebody's been creeping on your Instagram <laughs> I think there was, uh, I think there was 11 of us that did it together. But, okay. But I did get to sing it at the Target Center. Really? Oh, that's pretty cool. That's really cool. So, so it's like a whole group, huh? Yeah, and it was. we had no music, no nothing. It was all a cappella. It's like, yeah, that was pretty wow. cool. Do we, is this on video anywhere? Can we get like evidence of it? I've, I've tried looking. I don't know who has the, who has the tape, but someone definitely has it. And I haven't been able to find it. <laughs> Fair. Are you going to sing it for us on this? I don't know if I can. My throat's a little sore. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. We'll, we'll let it slide. We'll let it slide. But, um, but yeah, cool. that's, that, that that's awesome. pretty cool. That's a, that is a very random fun fact. Like this guy is just a, NWG tournament angler, you know, singing for the Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. Well, you know, appreciate the time. So love to, I enjoyed hearing that story and kind of your thought process on it. I definitely did not know that you'd potentially had potentially caught just as many as, uh, as you actually landed. So that's, that's pretty cool to hear. And yeah, hookup ratio and four to five foot rollers, not easy. No, <laughs> no it's, it's crazy when you go from sitting at the bottom of a wave and all of a sudden you look down and you're about six feet above and you're about to crash and you're like, oh gosh, and you just wow. buckle your wave for your knees so they don't buckle and 
you know, there was something. I was getting, I'd get frustrated for a second. I'm like, ah, all right, there'll be another one. There, there he is. Boom. Yeah. Okay. I got this one. I think I got this one. You had the right mindset anyway. That's for sure. Yeah. Just got to stay positive when it comes to that. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Super cool. So thank you so much for your time. Congratulations again on one heck of a tournament day. Um, yeah. Best of luck out there for the rest of the NWT series. Hopefully we can uh, we can see you at Devil's Lake for that championship event. Yeah, I hope so, too. I appreciate it, guys. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thanks so much, Will. You bet. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Shields Outdoors podcast. Stay tuned for future segments and visit our social media pages, Shields Outdoors on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates.